Well, I have banter today. <laughs> banter? Do you tell? First of all, first thing I did Thursday morning was drop my phone oh, in no. the toilet. In the toilet! Morgan! <laughs> and after I just got a new one, so I am using my old phone. I put the SIM card in it. It's mostly working, Ugh. but I had reset it to factory settings, so I do need to, like... Add stuff again. Yeah. Go and see if they can recover my old one. Stuff's backed up from like whenever I got it, April, but it's on an app by app basis. So that's fun. Been without my phone for a while. Um, yeah. Great start to the school year. How did it end up in the toilet? I was wearing a skirt. Fool. And, <laughs> and so, which, which had pockets. Oh. Mm. And so I flipped the skirt up and the phone fell out. Oops. <laughs> Yay. Oh, no. I have to say, I have never dropped a phone in the toilet. Me either until now. Like, that's never happened. My my terrible track record was with MP3 players. Oh, they always yeah. ended up in the washing machine. My sister ran four of them through the washing machine. Honest, I must have destroyed at least four of them in the washing machine. And one of them, my friend... <laughs> I was listening to music and I had one of those. You know when those long cardigans were in fashion? Those big, oh, yeah, thick knit really cardigans with like big pockets on the sides. Mm-hmm. So my MP3 player was in my pocket and I was I was listening to it and my friend jumped and sat on the edge of my cardigan where my MP3 player was and destroyed it with his butt. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it was bad. Good times. Yeah, my sister ran about four of those through the washing machine and... <laughs> just couldn't. Uh, and she just has also bad luck with electronics. One time she was getting, she was like talking on the phone to someone and getting in the car when it was raining and she dropped it in the gutter and oh, it I've just, the water swept it into the gutter mm-hmm. and it was gone forever. Mm-hmm. I've done that. <laughs> with a with a Motorola razor. Yeah, hers was a flip phone too at mm-hmm. the time, which was like, this was like five years ago. So Ugh, the bad flip times, phones, the bad man. times. Ugh. Yeah. So if people are trying to text me, it might not come through because I put the old SIM card in the new phone. That sucks. Uh, and it was also the same day I had like a bunch of meetings after school. Oh. I got my Animorphs tattoo. <gasps> you actually the- got it? You already did two. it? Two. two. You did two. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. One is a quote on my arm from the very last book and one is the animal's outline on my leg because i wanted it to be together but she was like i can't fit this all on one body part so we're gonna do two how so. big how, how small are your arms <laughs> well the, the text she's like text ages poorly if it's not big enough right so because i've been looking at all these like instagram posts with like these teeny tiny little things on it and she's like yeah that's not gonna look great in like five years so damn I'm going to make sure that yours does. So it still has the thing on it, the like film that they put over it. And it's very itchy um, because it's very warm right now. Yes. But I'm only going to wear it for like one more day. How, how does school feel about your new ink? They don't care. Okay, that, well, that's good. <laughs> my my bits of mentor has like a ton of tattoos. And most teachers I know, not most teachers, many teachers I know have them. I know so many teachers with tattoos and it's like, I look at the school, like, it's not really a dress code, but you know what I mean? Like, code of conduct or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you shouldn't have visible tattoos. And I'm like looking around on my colleagues. <laughs> I'm like, you, it's you, 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 you. I think I, me and the math teacher would be the only two teachers left in the building. If that was like, <laughs> if that was enforced in any way. Yeah. And this is like my, my, calf like the side of my calf and then my forearm is where the quote is Mm -hmm. so i could wear a blazer and cover it up but it's like a book quote so (laughs) it's not a big deal it's not like you have like a big gun or whatever on your arm yeah oh god i feel like when we were kids we were told by people make sure if you get a tattoo then it's in a place where you can easily cover it up because you don't want them to be showing for job interviews mm-hmm. and now we're getting hired by gen xers who are all tatted up so like <laughs> they don't give a shit <laughs> uh, yeah i 
I have always been intrigued by tattoos, but I know that I'm a big baby, baby coward, <laughs> big baby coward lady, and I can't, I don't like pain. I have a very, very low pain threshold, and I am mm-hmm. not a fan of needles in any which way, so... Well, it doesn't feel like a needle, like, because I donate blood, and I've had blood taken and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, um. you're also, like, you love needles. You're like, yeah, put those things in me. I don't care. <laughs> it. I felt. I thought it was gonna feel more like a burning sensation. You know, like after you get like a scrape or something, mm-hmm. and it, it. But it does feel like you're being stabbed a million times. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. And mm. also, have you ever played that game? I don't know if this is like a middle school universal thing, but you have someone start with like two fingers on two of their fingertips on your wrist. And they inch their fingertips up towards the crook of your arm. And you have your eyes closed and you no. tell them when you, it's like you tell them when you think that they've gotten to the crook of your arm. And usually it's like halfway. So it was like a painful version of that where I was like, surely she must be done almost by now. But she was only halfway. I've so. never heard of this. This is, why would you do that? I don't like people, it's just I like don't a, want people I don't to touch me. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those weird things that's that really you play strange. in middle school. Why would you do that? No, we had more violent games, like Knuckles. <laughs> and the circle game. Oh, fuck. We had so many just stupid violent games that got banned. Like, <laughs> people would fall and hit their heads at a remarkable rate. Ugh. Slapsies, Knuckles. They all have violent names, too. So it's not like you could pretend you were playing something else. The teacher would be like, what you do? How did you get your knuckles all bloody? Oh, we play knuckles. Okay, well, uh, how can we That's just where this? you punch each other in the knuckles, right? No. Knuckles, there was one of those coins. where you just punch. Okay, so knuckles, you have coins. And you, you hold your knuckles on the edge of the of the table. Like, on the on the lip of the table. And someone flicks coins at your knuckles until you raise your hand and the and the the penny falls off the edge of the table. Oh, weird. Yeah, <laughs> and just everybody had scabs all over their knuckles for weeks because people would flick these pennies so fucking hard. I feel like these individual games might not be universal, but it's definitely universal that middle schoolers have dumb games that hurt them. Like, my mom was telling me how on the bus when she was in school, people would do rock, paper, scissors, and then... Every time you lost, the person could take two fingers and smack you as hard as they could on your the inside of your wrist. Oh my god. So basically you would just be hitting each other over and over again. So the first time it wouldn't hurt that bad, but after a while. <laughs> and I've definitely heard bloody knuckles before <sighs> or some version of that. Yeah, slapsies. I think everybody's yeah. played slapsies. Um, so good times. It's all fun, all fun and games till someone gets a concussion, <laughs> which was yeah, me. To... I got a concussion playing oh, Red no. Rover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, all our our schoolyard was all concrete. We didn't have any grass. So when we decided we were going to start playing Red Rover, it was probably <laughs> oh, single handedly responsible for like three broken arms and at least two bloody noses. Jeez. And I fell and got a concussion. And sm- like Jeez. literally just slammed the back of my head on the concrete because I bounced straight off these kids' arms. It was like that a was comedy like- moment. It was like it, it was like what I imagine bungee j- jumping to feel like, except on the front <laughs> of my body. It was like boy, just like a proper pratfall, just straight back. It was yeah, pretty bad. Jeez. And then like two days later, my head teacher was like, "Yeah, we're gonna stop playing Red Rover in the in the concrete yard." That's not going to happen anymore. Anyone who's played Red Rover is going to be in detention for the rest of their lives. It's like, okay. Yeah, they had to ban so much stuff at my school, too. People were hitting each other in the faces with yo-yos, so they had to ban those. (laughs) Oh my god, my my school banned dumb shit. Like, Pokemon cards? Yeah, they they banned Pokemon cards, and then the next year was yo-yos. Pogs. I don't think we ever had Pogs Okay, so Pogs, yeah. Pogs was like a big, it was a big ban. Because kids would be crying because some kid had stolen their metal pog or whatever. It was just yeah, like... Yeah, that's pretty much what it was with the Pokemon cards. It was like, it wasn't that they were distracting or inappropriate in any way. It was just like, these are expensive and yes. we don't want to be responsible for them. Yeah, so... So, yeah. <sighs> All right, well, welcome to Are You Serious? A Journey Through Bad Reddit Relationships. I am Morgan. I'm Esme, and this is episode 65? Something like that. 66? 
I'm tired. Let's check the chat. Yeah, you went back to school. 65. I went to bed on Friday at 8 p.m. Damn, dude. <laughs> I was like, because I have to get up at 5 again now. Well, 5.30 oh, yeah. yeah. So that's fun. But I do have first period prep. Oh, I have first period prep too this year. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I also have a mini update from my story that I was telling about um, the dog, the dog? On 4th of July. There yeah. we go. From episode 62, I... So we got the dog that was chained up in my, our, our neighbors behind us, the dog, my mom saved her from strangling herself. Apparently we gave her to the shelter Mm -hmm. and then the owners found her and brought her home, but they ended up giving her away. So hopefully they realized that they were shitty and gave her some better parents. So yeah, well, that's good. I started with a bad ending and ended with a good ending. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, it can't be worse than already already what the situation was. Right. Um, okay, so this is another bad parenting episode. Hell yeah. Mostly. Just, yeah. I tried to mix it up and save one for next week, but it's just bad parents. And also, um, because my phone, all of my saved posts, I take oh, screenshots no. on my phone. So I had to start from scratch and find some this morning. <laughs> and over the past few days, I was also taking screenshots. So we get what we get and you're happy about it. Uh, no, okay? I, I I see the plate of dinner in front of me and I know if I don't eat my dinner, I don't get dessert. So <laughs> yeah, we do have a, a cute little dead donkey. Yeah, a cute dead donkey. As opposed to a rancid dead donkey. (laughs) Okay. This is the name I the asshole post. No ages, except for in the title. Am I the asshole for giving a three-year-old beer? (laughs) I'm very interested in hearing the cultural differences on Mm. this one. (laughs) And it starts with the classic, yeah, it sounds bad, but it was really an innocent thing. (laughs) Sounds bad, but hit me out. (laughs) I was at a cookout with my wife's family, and I had just opened up a cold one. My wife's three-year-old niece asked me what I was drinking. By the way, your wife's niece is also your niece, just... Yeah, it does feel weird calling your spouse's nieces and nephews your nieces and nephews yeah well they're they're my i have two nieces on my husband's side i guess <laughs> so those are the only ones i got so far i have so many i have one of my own and then four four yeah four on my husband's side how many brothers does your husband have two, two? okay <laughs> there's just a lot of people it's just many people <laughs> okay My wife's three-year-old niece asked me what I was drinking, and I told her it was beer. She asked to taste it, so I poured her like a tenth of a sip into a plastic cup, thinking it will be bitter for her, but, well, she liked it. She wanted more, and I told her it was a grown-up drink, but it was too late. (laughs) She ran around demanding to drink more (gasps) beer for the entire cookout. She wouldn't eat anything, just demanded beer, and they had to put her in a timeout. Anyway, the in-laws are mad at me now, and the wife's not happy. So, am I the asshole? (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) And then there's a little edit. Uh, the kids are giving watered-down wine on Shabbos, if that's relevant. I don't think it's that big a deal. And I say this as, well, <laughs> I say this as somebody with a family full of alcoholics on one side. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's that bad. Just a tiny sip. Like, oh, oh, I just remembered something really funny. My, I remember going to a, it was either a wedding or like a big family party. And my little cousin... Gosh, she must have been five or six, not any older than that. And all the adults were up and dancing and doing, you know, adult stuff. And he was just wandering around the tables, picking up any leftover drinks that he found (laughs) and just drinking them just straight down. (laughs) That literally just happened in the Animorphs book that we read last week. Oh my God. (laughs) An alien did that. No, but that's what he was just walking. No one was watching him. He was just walking around, picking up cups that looked like they had Coca-Cola in and then just drinking them. And this Coke tastes a little weird, but okay. But okay. <laughs> um, by the time someone figured out what he was doing, he was like asleep on the floor. <laughs> like, couldn't wake him up. He was like... <sighs> and uh, oh, the How next morning, is- that was funny. he was about five or six. Okay. It was hilarious. <laughs> And there was another time that my auntie accidentally bought us alcoholic shandy when we were like, God, I must have been seven. So my youngest cousin would have been four. And my cousin drank the whole two liter bottle of shandy and projectile vomited into the toilet. Like, I don't really think it's that bad. 
That reminds me of that one we did a few months ago where the babysitter accidentally drank, uh, like, White Claws. Like, kids do this shit. It's, you know, I think it, I, it I, think I it asked for a them. sip of wine or beer when I was about three or four. Kids are curious. It's just shit that happens. I don't think it's terrible. Yeah, I remember being like seven or eight, maybe a little older than that, and asking my grandma for some champagne because she was drinking some on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And she gave me some, and she, I, like, winced. <laughs> What's oh, yeah. What's I'm looking for? I grimaced, and she was like, good girl. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I think in general, it's allowing a curious child to have a sip of your drink, knowing that the likelihood is that they're not going to like it, is a good lesson for that kid. Yes. It's the same as if a kid says, what's that you're drinking? Oh, it's coffee. Can I have some? Well, a little bit. Oh, that's nasty. Okay, well, now you know you're not to drink it anymore. Like, that's a learning experience. But this fucking child... This is an outlier. <laughs> this is like a way outlier. This kid is the exception that proves the rule. What an absolute lad kid. <laughs> just like, yeah, bit, 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 bit. <laughs> just a three-year-old going around demanding beer is hilarious. Do you want a hot that's dog, honey? Funny. No, I want a cold one, mom. <laughs> Forget juice. <laughs> What's this juice box? Weak shit. Give me vodka. Yeah, I don't think he's a terrible, evil human being for giving her a tenth of a sip of, from a cup of beer. I do think he's a gentle asshole. Like, yeah. gently, he's the asshole. It's not his kid. He yeah. should have asked the parents That's first. where I'm like, okay, you can't just be giving kids who don't belong to you <laughs> drinks of beer that's kind of wild um <laughs> and i i feel like i had this almost exact same experience at like a barbecue i was very young so i asked hey can i have some of that beer can i try it and then i didn't like it like this is a very common car i feel like that's a very common thing to do this kid is just like yeah this is the best thing ever this kid's just a contrary ass <laughs> bitch who won't play by the rules um, I think everyone has this experience. I don't think that it's like an uncommon thing to do. I just think he probably should have asked first. Yeah. Like, fuck this kid is cracking me up. I can't stop thinking about this child. <laughs> just like a drunk three-year-old. I mean, they're already, there's a subreddit called drunk or a kid for if a child did it or if a drunk adult did it. <laughs> so... This is what I always used to say to people when they were like, you want to teach teenagers? I was like, well, I've worked in pubs. Working with kids is like (laughs) working with drunk adults, but with fewer steps. Like, I mean, honestly, teenagers have better self-control sometimes than drunk adults. Yeah. At least they're not going to, well, hopefully not. At least they're not going to proposition me and wait for me outside the bar. Like, it's likely safer and the same. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. That's funny as shit. I think, yeah, my old asshole should have asked, but... This yeah. is the best story ever. This is going to be a story they're going to tell at this kid's 18th. Yes. Or, or a wedding. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good transition to the <gasps> next post. However, we also have an update for okay. this one. Cool. <laughs> so hang on to the wedding thing okay. for a second. I'm going to keep All that. Right. Update. Apologized and sorted it out with the in-laws. They know I love that little rascal and would never intend to harm her. I do agree with people that things like that should be leveled with the parents first. Interesting that the divide along you're the asshole, not the asshole was highly correlated with upbringing. Europeans and more rural-oriented Americans, for lack of a better word, did realize that this is just a dumb brain fart on my part at worst, and just being an uncle at best. I think mostly Americans were highly critical of my actions. There does seem to be a serious... A serious taboo, a serious taboo regarding alcohol and boundaries in that culture. I guess it's a matter of outlook, as most things are. Having said that, I got some literal death threats, and some people said I should be locked up and never be around children. Really now? Wow. Yeah, in in lots of European countries, you can start drinking with your parents at restaurants at an incredibly young age. I think the age for wine in France is like. 12 or something? Yeah, and I think if your parents are there and it's watered down, it's as low as, like, 7 or something? Like, it's it's not considered a... Wow, if you're with your parents, it's up to their discretion. Yeah. yeah. So, literally, whatever. It doesn't matter. And, you know, I got drunk in Italy with my mom off Aperol Spritz when I was, like, 13. <laughs> it's, it's, it's less of a deal. It's, I find this, particularly in American culture, so incredibly strange that... 
kids can start driving at 15, but no, you're not allowed to have an alcoholic drink in your hand until you're 21 years old. I understand the alcohol and the driving age being different, but what happens is they go to college or what have you, become an adult, move out, and the drinking culture is insane. Yeah, and they don't know how to handle themselves. We had a... Um... And a couple of American exchange students when I was at university. And the first night we were all there in our in our halls, we were like 12 of us all living in the same dorm. Um, and we bought a couple of crates of beer. And she was like staring at this beer that we bought. And I was like, are you okay? She was like, I've never seen so much beer just casually bought by a bunch of 18-year-olds in one place before. I was like, oh, do you want one? <laughs> like, are you okay with that? She was like, yeah, I'll, I would like one, but I'm not going to get really drunk. And we were all just sipping them back, not even a big deal. And she was like, this is crazy. But I just find it really weird that you're allowed to control literal tons of metal on a road surrounded by other people with children, but you're not allowed to drink a beer in a pub. Yeah. Like that's, that's, I don't know, that seems kind of backwards to me. Especially since if you have your own car, you can just go where you want. Who's to stop you? Yeah. I just, I, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff about it. I like to do this as a debate topic with my middle schoolers because they think it's really weird that I didn't learn to drive until I was like 21, 22. But when I start to describe all the differences and all the, you know, all the whatever else stuff, they're like, oh, okay, maybe we're weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always like to do that because one of the best things that you can do for students is teach them that our cultural norms are not universal. Yeah. Because <laughs> then they start to question them. Yes. <laughs> I need to have a conversation with my co-teacher about how I don't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance and I don't ask the students to. I don't. Well, I, I don't know. I find it really weird and awkward because I'm like, I live here, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> Yeah, and we don't do that in England. Like nobody stands up and does like a special. Oh, our flag is very special. Um, and sings to the flag for like I don't know. It's just very strange. Pledge of a and like the name has been so normalized, but it's so weird and creepy. Like a pledge of allegiance. I pledge allegiance to this piece of fabric that means nothing to me. But if I don't do this, everyone's gonna think I'm weird. Like, yeah, and I don't I don't even think I really processed what it meant until I'd been saying it for eight years. They've got no idea. Like, and they don't, they're not saying it out of any, like, patriotic duty. They're saying it because their teacher goes, okay, now it's, now it's time to do it. Yeah. yeah, well, we have an announcement that does it, um, and so I just kind of ignore it. And I, I, they ask and I'll say, I will do it when we actually have liberty and justice for all. The end. I have to stand up and do it. The first time, the first time I did substitute teaching over here. Oh, yeah, that must have been weird. Oh my god, I hadn't even thought about it. So I'm like already trying to just figure out my way around the classroom and whatever else and, you know, get these kids uh, on roll and whatever. And then we're doing announcements on the TV and then the TV says, stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. And I'm like, the fuck? What? <laughs> and all the kids stand up and I'm like, and they and they look at me as if I'm supposed to lead them in the Pledge of Allegiance. And I'm like, know this. This is a test. I don't know this. What's going to happen if I don't know how to do this? And they all just waited in silence. It's me to so weird. Saying it's... It? I was like, I'm going to have to look this up on my phone real quick. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not from here and I don't know what this is. I had a card in my wallet that I carried around with me with the words of the Pledge of Allegiance on. So that if it happened to me again, I could just whip the card out, <laughs> put it on the desk and start saying it. Like, it's very weird. If you stand, I used to stand up and not say it. Like, I haven't said it as a teacher ever. And the only time I'll stand up is when the freaking, like, they'll do it at graduation and at, like, the beginning of the year teacher, like, if went back when we had mm. all the teachers in the district in, like, one auditorium or one gym, they used to do it. And I was like, okay, I'll just stand up because I don't want to stand out right now. But, yeah. If I don't say it, the kids don't know it. So I have to start saying it and then the kids have to have to join in with me so i know it i just find it very weird yeah it's one of the weirdest things so we do and that's saying a lot okay transition to transition, wedding. weddings i said a thing about weddings that i have now forgotten 
Um, they're gonna bring say it up at her wedding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, this is definitely an installment of weddings make people crazy. Baba. Okay, cool. Everybody crazy. Literally Ev- everyone. We all crazy here. <laughs> Am I the asshole for telling the truth in the wedding toast? Oh shit. <laughs> No. This is from a month ago. And I found it because I was looking. Yeah, I was like Googling stuff and and this came up. And damn, if it's not one of the wildest, not wildest, but worst examples that we found. All right. I'm a 30-year-old male and my best friend got married last week. I have just bought a house and my wife is expecting our son in November. So I let him know I was limited in what I could contribute financially. But I did tell him I would try my best. So I went to the bachelor party in Maine, I rented the tux, and I paid for mine and my wife's dinner at the rehearsal dinner. I also had a gift of $300 that I was going to give them, but we will get to why I didn't give it to them. Jesus. His now wife, then fiance, texted me multiple times a day with updates. Fine. I didn't always respond, and it got to the point where if I didn't respond at least once a day, I'd get a call from my buddy. I have a full-time job, and I'm redoing some rooms in my house, so I am busy. She texted me for the following reasons. One, my wife was not allowed to talk about our pregnancy at all. What? She didn't want anyone to focus on that more than her, the bride. Two, she was not going to order special food for my wife. No one asked her to. My wife was fine with whatever she was going to be served. Three, I was not helping the groom enough. He had he had to help her with favors, seating charts, and programs, so I had to help him with those things, according to her. She also said to get ready to help with thank you notes after the wedding. What? No. Four, she said if I was a true best man, I would offer to pay for the bar bill. I don't even know what, what? that means. Five, she had to read and approve my speech before the rehearsal dinner and wanted to be included what as and wanted to be included as much as my buddy. She told me to make up things if I had to. I was also not allowed to include anyone but the two of them and no inside jokes or stories about my buddy that didn't include her. What? Six. Her last text said to tell my wife to keep it together and not make a pregnancy scene during the wedding. Also, she wanted her to choose a dress that downplayed her pregnancy as much as possible. I was just so aggravated. I spoke to my friend to see if I could re- to see if he could reason with her. He told me just to play ball on this one. It's her day and to cut him a break because he'd be dealing with her nonsense for the rest of his <sighs> life. I was annoyed, but calmed down. The day of, all the bride and my buddy do is scold me, berate me, and bark orders. I head down to the bar for a drink. The bride's mother is there and warns me not to get drunk because I've ruined her daughter's day enough. What? Final straw. I didn't give them the card with the cash. And in the speech, I used my friend's exact wording about having to deal with her nonsense for the rest of his life. I wish them the best and told him I'd always be there for him, especially during the divorce. Am I the asshole? Oh my god, he chose the nuclear option. (laughs) He chose violence. I woke up today and I chose violence. Wow. Wow. I would say you're the asshole, but it's again like, I get it. Like, and as long as, I mean, even if you're the justified, it's still being an asshole. Like, there were so many other options that you could have taken before then. Obviously, your buddy and especially his now wife are the bigger assholes, but you didn't need to do that. No one made you. God. So. Damn. Is this, I think this is a case of everyone sucks here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what on earth? I'd have blocked her number. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would not have been putting up with that every single day for however long he was putting up with that. That is that is a primo level of narcissism. Just, like, wow. t- make things up if you have to. Make things up. Talk Oof. about me. <laughs> you have to talk about me. Not my... Oh my god. God. I don't know yeah. what I'd do if I was at that wedding. Like, it would be if so I was, awkward. It would be terrible. If I was another member of, like, the, the groom's party or the bridal party... And I was hearing about all this shit. I'd be like, fuck, I'm not doing this anymore. I'd have probably quit. I'd be like, you know what? If you want a slave, go get a slave. I'm out. I'm not doing it. I'm busy. Yeah, like I've never heard of the best man or the maid of honor paying for stuff other than like their own clothing and, and maybe going the, to the bachelor, bachelor the, yeah, party. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes the, the, the best man or the maid of honor will get the bride or the groom a special gift or whatever. Like, and they certainly don't help with fucking thank you cards. Yeah. I, I feel like the, the best man and 
and maid of honor should not have to get gifts because their gift is no. yeah they've done enough yeah helping where they can you know without being demanding about it and doing the bachelor and bachelorette parties i told my friends not to bring gifts at all especially the ones that were coming from england i was like look we don't we don't need anything there's nothing that we're desperate for like you're already fucking flying and giving up your your holiday days and for work and whatever else you're doing to get here so just leave it alone we don't we don't need it yeah um but fucking hell yeah and it's like i get i get it but if you made it so far get putting up with this shit that to just just get the microphone and be like okay let me be real for a sec (laughs) yeah i'm gonna blow it up at the last minute like dude you didn't have to do that no you could have just like you should have bowed out before then or just sucked it up like you said i probably wouldn't have given the approved the speech money. i don't think i would have given a long speech at all i'd have been like well uh congratulations here's to, yeah here's to the all bride right, and groom i hope you have the happiness you deserve <laughs> and then i would have the sent shade. him i would have sent him the mother of all text messages saying i'm not putting up with this this has nothing to do with me anymore I wish you well. If you need to get a divorce, I'll be here for you. But <laughs> fuck that, I'm out. Like, I don't think I would have bothered making my business everybody else's business at the wedding. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. I wonder what his wife thought about that. I do want to read uh, this reply. So the top Ooh. comment says everyone sucks here. And someone responded, everyone sucks here, but applauding OP quietly. So not to draw attention to the fact that I'm pregnant. I don't want to ruin his post. Mm. And someone responded, not very cool of you to be pregnant during his post. It's like you didn't even think of OP's post when you decided to become pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> some people, some brides are like that, though. They get so antsy when somebody's like, oh, yeah, I'll be a bridesmaid. But by the way, I'm pregnant. They're like, like, come on now. I don't know if I'm reading too much into it. And I'm obviously not giving this particular bride a benefit of the doubt. But I wonder if it's the fact that besides this wedding being built up as like the best day of a woman's life, also just never getting to have attention on ourselves and be taken care of like usually societally women have to be the ones taking care of other people that people make a huge deal about the wedding because then it's like well now people have to listen to me and take care of me and people build it up in their heads as well like they build this perfect dream wedding and it becomes less of a dream and more of like a rigid everybody must make this a reality for me otherwise it's going to be the worst day of my life yeah so he could have taken so many exits yeah. uh, before this point, but decided not to, and then got mad that it went exactly as he expected. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, this next post. Back to the bad parenting. Okay, Ooh. cool. Am I the asshole? And OP has two daughters. One of them is 11, and one of them is 8. Okay. And I, I want to see if you pick up on maybe a red flag in here right off the bat. Okay. Am I the asshole for asking my wife to take our daughter to the library? What? Probably not. But we'll see. (laughs) I have two daughters. Anna is 11 and Abby is 8. When Anna was 5 or 6, some things happened. And long story short, I wasn't around much after that. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm back now, though. And now I feel awkward around her because she was old enough to remember why her and her mother and I split. And I don't know if she really remembers, and I don't want to ask her in case it brings back the memories and then she remembers. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my God. What a douche. I am so curious that there's zero comments. Also, Anna and I don't really have the same interests. She's a smart kid and likes to read like her mom, but I'm more active and outdoorsy like Abby. Last week, I took my daughters to the library, and I was bored out of my mind. We were sitting on this annoying beanbag, and Anna kept bringing me all these books to read with her. Finally, Abby said, I'm bored, which is exactly what I was thinking. So when Anna went to go look for another book, we went to kick around a soccer ball in the field across the street. So he just left the kid in the library on her own? And didn't tell her. What the fuck? We were only gone for 10 minutes max, but Anna called my wife crying and said we had left her in the library instead of calling me and asking where we were. So yeah, I was mad about that for a few days. For a few days. 
in parentheses. And before you say, why didn't you take Anna to play soccer with you and Abby? I would have asked Anna if she wanted to come too, but it was very hot outside. And when she was little, she would overheat and almost pass out because the doctor said something about her pores being too small. I didn't know she had grown out of that. Otherwise, I would have invited her to play soccer with us too. I don't fucking know if that's real. That sounds like... So he chose to do an activity that he knew based on medical activity that his oldest daughter couldn't do. That's cool. That's nice. And I'm just going to do a quick Google. Oh, damn. Okay, so anhydrosis is a condition in which your sweat glands don't function as they should to remove heat and cool your body down. Hypohydrosis uh, is where your... Something something can build up in your skin, which prevents sweat by blocking the pores. Hmm. I don't see anything where it's like small pores. Well, I don't believe that he is that savvy about his kid's own medical knowledge. Mm. So, like, yeah. that's probably something he misremembers. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. He's like, whatever. Anyway, Abby and I were going to the field, not the one across the street from the library this time, to practice some soccer drills. But all of a sudden, Anna wanted to come. At first, she said she had to drop off a book, but when I said we were going to play soccer, she said that she could play soccer too. She can't. I didn't want to completely blow her off, so I said it wouldn't be fair to cut into Abby's practice so abruptly, and that I would ask her mother to take her to the library. My wife was off work today, but she was shopping, so I took Anna to a neighbor's house, and Abby and I left. What? I did not read all of this. I tried to call my wife, but the phone went to voicemail. So I texted her. Abby and I went to go play soccer. Anna wanted to go to the library. I left her at neighbor's house. Please take her to library when you get back. Thanks. I don't know if I have enough characters to finish the story, but basically my wife called me and went ballistic for not taking Anna. And I got mad at her because I don't see why it's such a problem for her to take Anna to the library. The Iranian yogurt is not the issue here. Holy shit. <laughs> Woof. What on earth? I'm so curious. I'm really curious why they split. I I was thinking like rehab or he Prison cheated and then or domestic violence or because he says he doesn't want the kid to remember. I think it yeah. must have been domestic violence and the I, kid I, and I, the kid I went saw to cheating it. right away. It's not good. Whatever it is, whatever sure. it is, it's it's. It's bad. What an absolute prick. Like, he doesn't care about this kid at all. Just leaves her places. Yeah. Like, this is how kids get abducted. Right? Like, dude, you just left and he's like, why didn't, why didn't she call me first? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's because you just freaking leave her places. I don't know. You don't give a shit. You just left her behind. You made your position on whether or not you wanted her to go with you pretty clear. It was like, she kept bringing me books to read. Ew, gross. Like, and, and if your daughter wants to drop off a book, just be like, okay, we'll go to the library and then we can go to this thing. Like, obviously, he just doesn't want to spend time with her because he feels awkward that she remembers what he did. He's punishing her for remembering why he's a bad parent. And there's continues to be even, even worse parent. Jesus Christ. I... How are people allowed to breed? Someone someone says, he didn't write it in such a way where he seems to be at fault for their split. I would say mom might have had an affair. No, honey, he's using the passive voice. It's obviously his fucking fault. Yeah, he's like, I wasn't around for a while. Because I I cheated on my wife and then like went and lived with my girlfriend for a while and then she dumped me. So then I came back because whatever. It's like, this. this has everything. This is like... I only care about the kid who likes the same things as me. And, oh, it's the mother's job to look after the nerdy kid who's like her. And, oh, I can just leave this 11-year-old completely on their own without any supervision. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'm so curious. <laughs> yeah, I really want to know. Some people say um, he probably went to jail. I think it must have been a jail stint. Uh, domestic abuse. Yeah, basically everything that we just kind of went through. Like... I, that's why I thought cheating, because it doesn't, it says, he says it's awkward, and so that's why I think it's cheating and not like, and he says I wasn't around much, so it's not like you weren't around at all. Anyway, we're gonna have to put these pieces together. Who needs Hunt a Killer when you could look for clues in a Reddit post? I just, I am, the, the thing I don't like is when he says, it's awkward. Yeah. Like... Awkward that you did a bad thing or awkward that you did something inappropriate in front of your kid? Mm. Like, how awkward? 
Like, not I'm regretful for my actions and the harm that might have done to my child. It's, oh, I don't like hanging out with her because it's weird. Yeah, that's so, that's, it's it's like she's 11. Someone in the comments says, I bet money he only came back because he didn't want to pay child support. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, so that's why I think, yeah, cheating, that holds up with the cheating story. I, I bet it's that if I had to put money on it. But, you know, it could be any number of shitty things. Could have been anything. But it seems like the kid wants to have a relationship with him. Yeah. She's bringing him books. She wants to go play. She doesn't even like being outside. Or, I mean, we actually don't know if she does or doesn't. Because no, <laughs> we only have this shithead. And he also says, I didn't know she had grown out of it. And then later he says, she said she could play soccer too. She can't. So what is it? Did she grow out of it or not? It's not that she can't play soccer because she's sick. It's because she's nerdy and she can't. She doesn't know how. That's what <laughs> it is. Because her dad never taught her. Right? So when he's like, no, she can't, because he's talking about doing drills with the other kid, which means that she does some kind of soccer practice for school or whatever. Like, he wants to coach her. This isn't a casual, I'm kicking the ball around with my kid. This is, you're going to get better at this sport. So when he says she can't, it's not... She can't because she might get sick. It's she can't because she's not competent. Maybe, though. We don't know that. That sounds like it could be an excuse. Where he says, I don't want to cut into into Abby's soccer time. Or, like, drills or whatever. I don't know if I would buy that. It's likely an excuse. But also, like, I'm thinking about the mindset of this guy. (laughs) Yeah. And he doesn't really care about her health. Sounds like he thinks that he's, like, a great soccer player. Right. That's what I think. Bestowing. That's what I think it is when he's like, no, she can't. Yeah. Because she'll ruin yep. practice. How many ways is this guy an asshole? Let At me count them. At least five. <laughs> yeah, and, and likely many, many, many ways we don't even know about. Uh, yeah, because this post is full of lies of omission. Um, an asshole onion, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> New term. Not an asshole, asshole Russian nesting doll. <laughs> Russian nesting asshole. (laughs) Yeah, this guy sucks. So yeah, bad parenting. Fuck him. Dude, fuck you. God. Wowza. And and being like, oh yeah, my 11-year-old can't do things that my 8-year-old can do. Like, she's older. Likely she can keep up. And if not, take her to a field that has places to sit. Like a park with a bench. So she can read her book. Yeah. Like, they don't have to be doing the exact same thing at the exact same time. You can hang out with both of them. Yeah. And, like, it takes almost zero effort to be like, oh, so what's your book about? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. they're ele- She's 11. It's not like she's three and telling you some incoherent story. But even if she is three and telling an incoherent story, you just have to smile and nod and say, uh-huh. That's nice. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Put in the barest minimum of effort. <laughs> For My this God. child that you made. God. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe that comment that was like, it sounds like his wife cheated on him. Like, no, honey. No, dude. Is that, <laughs> is that what you got out of this? Because, damn. All right, Scooby-Doo. Like, <laughs> fucking idiot. <sighs> She's going to grow into an adult who wonders what her life might have been like if her loser dad had stayed gone. Woof. Right, right. Someone just put, you're the asshole five times in a row. You are the asshole. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. There is no... No question. And he just dumped her, like, he just left her with a neighbor. Just left her with a neighbor. Wandered off with his favorite child. Like, you can't even bring her and have her, like, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. All right, uh, let's move on before I (laughs) you just die. Yeah, (laughs) die of of disappointment in this man. Okay, here's a cute dead donkey. Woohoo! It's adorable. Um, Okay, OP's 22 and her partner is 25. Right. What does it mean if my partner is teaching me how to game? They want to spend time with you. (laughs) (laughs) My partner and I have been together approximately one year now, and he has recently started teaching me how to play Dota 2 in this past (gasps) year. Me too! What happened to me? I am a fountain of knowledge about this particular experience. (laughs) He spends two to three hours a day teaching me, either commenting continuously on his games so I can understand the logic, or setting up games for me against bots and guiding me through it. What a good boyfriend. 
I asked him why he's taking the effort to teach me how to play, and he says it's because we can play together then. The thing is, I've never gamed before in my life, and he's been gaming for over a decade, though playing Dota for five years. There's no way I'll match his skill level in a year, or maybe even two years. To me, it seems like a waste of his time to be so patiently teaching me. <laughs> That's so sad. You are worthy. Of course, I very much enjoy destroying towers and annihilating creeps, yeah. but my whopping 5k damage average is rather pale in comparison to his 50k. So I guess what I'm asking is, what's in it for him? He gets to spend he loves time you and wants with to you spend time with and you. share his hobby with you. Okay, this le this legit happened to me. <laughs> so when when me and my husband were were first dating, he was uh he used to bring his laptop to my apartment and he would sit and play Dota um, at the desk and yell at it. And eventually I was like, what are you playing? And he was like, oh, this is Dota. Would you like to see it? I was like, yeah, sure. So he did. A, he ran a couple of bot games and showed me how it worked. And then he was like, you can do this. It's, it's real easy to learn and hard to master. I was like, okay. <laughs> so he spent a very long time being very kind to me and showing me cool heroes and this is how you do it and watching my games and all kinds of stuff like that so that when the um dota 2 always has this big tournament called the international which is like the it's like the world cup but for, for dota 2 professionally and that year we watched the international together for the first time and i was like i'm never gonna be good at this shit this is so complicated dota 2 is incredibly complex and very hard and I was like, well, I'm just not good at it. And he was like, well, I've been playing for 300 hours and I'm also not good at it. It's not about <laughs> being good at it. It's about, you know, knowing your role and, you know, really focusing on what it is you need to be doing that game. And then you can play with your friends and it's fun and we can play together. Aww. So he just wants to play with you. You don't have to have a huge damage average. Like my damage average is likely incredibly low and I think I have 180 hours on Dota. And my damage average is probably... I could probably look it up right now, but I'm not going to because it, it will crash my computer. Um, <laughs> it, there are different roles and you can play support and, you know, you don't have to be the one who's killing everybody. You can be the one who's healing everybody and that's useful too. But he just wants to share his hobby with you that he enjoys and he, he really likes you, dude. <laughs> that's a nice thing. She says, like, patiently teaching me he's talking through his own games and then walking guiding she uses the word guiding me through it like very gentle not like yelling at her right. or anything like that and and like you deserve that's a good partner i'm so sorry that you think that that's not like you're not worthy of that you know if your partner wants to teach that you their hobby it means they want you to experience the joy they feel when they do that hobby. Yeah. And if if you don't like that hobby, that's okay. You can just say, this isn't for me, but I'm really glad you enjoy it. That doesn't take anything away from them. And it doesn't mean that you're a failure. People like different stuff. But I think it's really, really sweet that he's going through this very complicated, very toxic game so patiently for OP. That is... That is very nice. She says, someone's like, if, you, if you're not into it, you can let him know. And she's like, oh, no, I really am into it and I enjoy playing. It's just that I'm quite slow with picking it up. So I was curious. Dude, you, there are people in the pro Dota scene who have probably never picked up a game of Viper in their whole entire lives. <laughs> and if they had to play Viper, they'd be like, I, I fucking, what is this? Like... And they probably have 60,000 hours on this goddamn stupid game. Like, it's not a big deal if you don't know everything. I don't know everything about it. I have, like, four heroes that I pick. And if I can't pick those heroes, I'm like, well, I'm fucked. Okay, so here's two other comments that maybe you can... Because it's got some stuff that okay. it's explaining. Yep, I'm sticking to either Ogre or Sniper for the time being. Damn, I tried Wraith King, Ogre. but I'm not very good at using melee skills effectively. Wraith kills hard. Ogre's pretty tricky... Um, sniper is super overpowered though, so yeah. <laughs> sniper is a good one to pick for a, for a, a beginner. Um, my husband really likes Ogre, Ogre Magi. Um, other cool heroes if you like Ogre Magi. Uh, Warlock is pretty spicy. Warlock's my, uh, my guy of choice. Uh, if you just want to do shit tons of damage for very little input, Venomance is always, always good fun as well. But yeah, melee heroes are hard. You're doing great, sweetie. 
<laughs> There's only one melee hero I like, and that's Bloodseeker, and it's because he runs very, very fast. So, <laughs> <laughs> And then here's the other comment, uh, which I can get the idea about. He actually shoes me into the jungle himself when we're ganged as a kind of self-sacrifice, even if I'm support. Oh, <laughs> My husband leaves me to die, so... <laughs> no, it's all right. That's... Oh, that's very good of him. But it is, it is also very important if you're playing support to learn how to die for your team. It's fine. That's your job. There is a pro player called Puppy who is the captain of a, of a very successful team and literally all he does, he plays support and throws himself at the other enemies so that his team can get away. That's that's <laughs> all he does. It's like, oh, Puppy's dead again because that's his job and he'll end up with like 20 deaths or whatever, but it's fine because his core hero got shit tons of gold and massacred everybody afterwards. <laughs> like, yeah, sometimes in Overwatch, it's the best thing to do is just jump off the edge. Yep, especially if you're a little diva running around without a mech suit. <laughs> that way your uh, the enemy team doesn't get the ult charge and... And you get to reset on your terms yeah. uh, with a time that you want, otherwise they'll uh, they'll slow you down yeah. and, and slow down your spawn and that's bad. Same for Dota, if your entire team is dead, you may as well die. <laughs> <laughs> die sooner and that way the Genji who spawned first because he died first you know, can have someone to run with him and to the enemy team to die again. Or die late to teach him a lesson. <laughs> There's no healers, bud. You let me die. Where are you going? Yeah, I was uh, respawning. Can't heal and respawn at the same time. Where's my fucking healers? You're standing on my corpse. So <laughs> maybe if you uh, use some of that deflect to uh, protect me from bullets, I would be alive to heal you. You know, the mouse will allow you to look backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Why isn't Moira healing? Oh, because I'm fucking dead, my dude. I, yeah. I love it. I, always with that, because people have this perception of Moira like doing damage. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm healing, healing or I'm out of healing. And I need to do damage to recharge my healing because that's how it works. So. Did you see the literal five seconds of healing I just gave you in particular? I have nothing left. I'm out. <laughs> There's no juice in the tank. So <laughs> no, but your boyfriend is lovely. If you guys ever want to play, hit me up. I'll get my husband on. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can be supports this. in the jungle together. It'll be great. I'll show you how to where to place all the good wards. We got this. So the top comment on this post is, I hate to break it to you, OP, but it sounds like he might love you. <laughs> <laughs> Aww, wholesome. This is probably the wholesome most wholesome Dota. Dota 2 experience anyone is ever going to have. <laughs> there yeah. was a... A period, my husband's laughing, you can hear me. There was a period where um, I only played uh, Lich, who was a support hero. I went back to the game after like 18 months and I was hot garbage. And someone on my team was like, Lich, you can't keep backing up. Like when, when I go in, you have to come with me. I was like, I'm really sorry, dude. This is like my first game back after 18 months. I'm just really nervous. He was like, it's fine. And then we ended up winning the game. I don't even know how we did that. And then uh, there was like a stream of comments afterwards and it was like, hey, Lich, you did real good after that. Once you started jumping in with me, we got it. I was like, thanks, you were really great and supportive. And I like screenshotted the whole chat and I was like, I never have to play Dota 2 again now. And I uninstalled the game. <laughs> Peaked. That was it. I was like, I'm never going to have a better experience than that. That's it. I've recently got back on the train and uh, I haven't started playing online again yet because playing with people online is fucking miserable. Um, yeah. Bots only. We only play bots. And I only play with people I know. And we have a lovely time. I uh, I mean, they just started doing cross-play in Overwatch, which means that I'm on Xbox and I play some... Like, people on PC will join, which I can't figure out how to turn off. I need to do that. Um, because... I was trying to go in and give somebody a nice message. I like to do that every once in a while. Like, thank you for the reses, Mercy. I mm -hmm. appreciate you, even if no one else does. And I can't send them a message because there's no private messaging on PC. There is none. Just throw it in the main chat. Oh, I can't. Well, you can't? <laughs> no, you can't do that on, on Xbox. You what? could just say thanks. All I can do is the presets. Uh, so. Xbox fucking And that sucks. sounds sarcastic. Although I do have thanks hotkeyed and I'm worried sometimes that because I'll die and then someone will kill the person who killed me or like 
follow up on that kill and I'll say thanks and I'm dead and I feel like people will think that that's sarcastic but I'm like actually no thank you for killing the Genji who just killed me or whatever. I am so careful with the thanks hockey <laughs> like I normally only use it if I'm still alive because then if if I was like off trying to do a little a little peel with my diva or whatever and uh and uh, you know my widow maker comes and saves my life or whatever thanks yeah, or thanks for the he- someone is actively healing me. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I always say thank you to healers as soon as they heal me. Like always. Yes. Thanks, thanks, thanks. And then if I heal somebody and they run off, I tap a little. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to train these bitches into being more polite. Or if they say I need healing, they're off. I say group up with me. Then they come back and group up with me. Then I say thanks, like thank you for not making me die to heal you. I like to. I like to when people are saying I need healing and I'm dead. I just say hello. <laughs> That's it. Or understood. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, you're I welcome. You need healing. <laughs> I died trying to get to you. That's fine, bud. <laughs> I hate when people spam I need healing when they're dead. It's like what? And I'm next to them. I'm like, what do you think I was doing standing right here? <laughs> hey, guess what? I can't heal through a diva bomb, so I I'm don't know what sorry. to tell you. You were standing on the other side of a sim wall. What the fuck am I meant to do? <laughs> 100% apologies for the non-gamers in our audience right now. You can ask us about it on Twitter. <laughs> hey, Overwatch players, be kind to your healers. They're trying their fucking best. <laughs> they really, really are. <laughs> um, Especially okay, you, so Wrecking Ball. I see you, Wrecking Ball. Speaking of video games, Hell yeah. my subreddit of the week is going to be Are the Last of Us. Cool. Because there was some drama this there week. There was on big Reddit. drama this week. <laughs> so, The Last of Us is a zombie game, but it's like an artsy zombie game. It's very good. <laughs> You've heard us talk about it before. And The Last of Us Part 2. So, The Last of Us is about a gruff old man who escorts a teenage girl across the country because she's uh, immune to the zombie virus. Mm -hmm. The second game, spoilers, kills him immediately. (laughs) Yep. And then you play as the teenage girl. Which is fine. Which is fine. And another teenage girl. Mm -hmm. Or what? They're both women at this adult. They're both women. Yeah. Yes. And gamers were mad at that. They were mad that there was a trans character. They're mad that the original character from the first game is gay. The they're mad that the other female character is buff. <laughs> they're <laughs> like, mad at things. They're just very mad. They're not mad at this game for legitimate reasons, just because they're butt hurt. Yeah. There's legitimate reasons to criticize it. Yeah. We've done it on this podcast. You know, we have we have spoken about it, and there are, you know, there are things about that game which I very much disliked. That doesn't negate that it was a very well-made game. Yes. And very and beautiful. And I am playing it for the fourth time, so obviously but because I enjoy it. You hate yourself. But I did spend too long on one part because the NPCs have I have one like one HP left essentially <laughs> and nothing to heal with oh, and God, the NPCs that. have 100% accuracy on grounded mode so that's fun anyway so the drama is that this YouTube channel called Girlfriend Reviews you can see the pattern here mm-hmm. <laughs> who's very funny I love them we caught them like after their sixth video or something, it got recommended to us. They're hilarious. Um, their gimmick is that, like, the girlfriend just watches her boyfriend play the game and, like, reviews, this is not what it's like to play the game. This is yes. what it's like to live with someone who is playing the game. And to enjoy the, st- like, and to enjoy the story and to... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And to follow it. Yeah. She calls herself a backseat gamer. Mm-hmm. And... They wrote a positive review. Actually, they put out two videos that were positive about The Last of Us Part 2. And gamers didn't like that. This was a year ago, by the way. This was a long-ass time ago. The game came out in March 2020. Now, The Last of Us Part 2 subreddit hates the game and thinks it's... Like, their flair is The Last of Us 2 is not canon. (sighs) They just... They just sit there and they fester and their whole purpose is hating on a video game because that's the most interesting part of their identity. The Last of Us are The Last of Us. The original subreddit is good. Is That's good. That's good subreddit. That's why I wanted to shout it out. Yes. There's good art. There's a bajillion people getting Ellie's tattoo. Like, <laughs> so many people getting the tattoo. And productive discussions about the game. Like, yes. that's the other thing that is better about Are The Last of Us is 
you can go in there and not everybody agrees about everything. Respectfully. Right. Like, you can go in and you can say, hey, I really didn't like the way that the game handled X thing, but I enjoyed this, this, and this. And they'll be like, that's a fair criticism. Because I didn't like this bit either. Or... I think it was cool how they handled this, but then later on in the game, this was kind of lame. Like, if you hate something online, that's not your whole identity, or it shouldn't be, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I just put the top of all time. The top is Pedro Pascal is going to play Joel, the main character in the HBO TV series. The second one down is people (laughs) noting how hypocritical it is to complain about the buff chick when big titty girlfriend whatever the fuck that is has been just a body type forever and also when the second part came out the reviews the the actual reviewers bombed it review bombed it so that it was Mm -hmm. low but it has like a 95 if you just look at critic reviews (laughs) anyone else put off by the heterosexual agenda in this game it's very good (laughs) how i walk around my apartment after spending 24 hours on part two (laughs) just walking around putting stuff in your bag you know i was noting the other day that a thing that video games has taught me to do (laughs) is walk over dead bodies because i'm like "Mm, what did they drop for me oh always Always. I'm always looting shit. I get mad when I can't loot shit. Squatting around his apartment, (laughs) taking his backpack off, reaching around in it, doing nothing. Just very And the voice actor for the buff chick has also gotten, like, death threats, of course, because the internet is trash. Yeah. And then also, uh, you know, it's got some good clips and stuff. So, yeah. And then most of it right now is either fan art or people being like, you know, when this game came out, I didn't like it. And then I actually picked it up and played it. And I really like it now. Mostly the people complaining about it haven't... Complaining about it in a shitty homophobic and transphobic way have not played it. It's it's weird because there... Are, I feel like I can't go around saying that I don't really like The Last of Us 2. Because it makes me sound like one of those douchebags. Yeah, yeah. But none of the things that everybody else is mad at in The Last of Us 2 are the things that I'm mad at. Or the things that I didn't like. I wouldn't say I'm mad at the game. I think I got through the game and I was like, really? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that's kind of how I felt about it. I was very disappointed. It's not that I was mad at it. There were were things that I was like, oh, I kind of wish that hadn't happened. A lot of the big story beats, I was like, well, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But yeah. Yeah. I I find it weird that people hate on shit that they haven't even played attempted to do that's the entire reason i read the entire twilight series is because people were like well you can't say you don't like it if you haven't read it so i sat down and i fucking read it It it's miserable (laughs) (laughs) it's really bad yeah well there's a lot of really bad things that people don't question because it's not aimed at teenage girls but that's another conversation (laughs) but yeah i i totally get why someone might not like it like the game but the vast majority of criticism of it is bad. <laughs> so yeah, you got to get through it. But anyway, go subscribe to Girlfriend Reviews. Do not do not go to Are The Last of Us 2. Mm-mm. Just don't go there. Don't go there. Don't give them the traffic. Um, the Girlfriend Reviews is actually doing a um, charity uh, fundraiser for animal charities to try and bring something good out of this terrible situation that they have been... Uh, forced into so um if you and they said if you hate the game if you love the game just give some money for puppies that's a good good shout i think the last of us part two was uh the subreddit was private for a while and now it's been like fully scrubbed i think it might be locked right now let me see if you can even like reply someone put fan cast for abby brie larson any thoughts (laughs) just to piss them off only approved users can comment in this community so (laughs) Yeah, they can fuck off. And if you didn't like The Last of Us 2, go play The Last of Us 1 again and stop whining. Yeah. Because that game's amazing. (laughs) And also just watch the Girlfriend Reviews videos on it. There's a lot of really great video essays out there. Just, you know, Mm -hmm. people who actually played the game and have nuanced takes about it. Right. And I'll post some if you guys are interested. (laughs) Some of the good videos. But yeah, it's, it's a good game. The first one is... At least the first one's great. The first one's amazing. The second one is incredibly well crafted, beautiful. Um, all the characters are very well thought out, and you most know, most of it is fun to play. Mo- about seventy five percent of it is fun to play. Um, 
and you should try it. And yeah. there's nothing forcing you to finish it if you don't like it. Yeah. Just stop playing it. Unless you're me. Yeah. It's also on sale right now, I think. So I think it is, yeah. Or or you can go and play Uncharted. Whatever. Uncharted is also amazing. Fucking everybody should play Uncharted anyway. It's a good time. Just have another identity, like another part of your identity, other than shitting on video games. Right? <laughs> don't let shitting on video games be a part of your identity. That's That's not good. Don't do it. Anyway, it is on sale for $40 right now. It's not really a sale. I don't think that's a sale anymore. (laughs) It's not a sale price. That's like the... And also they are hinting at The Last of Us 3, so I'm excited. Yeah. But I also kind of hope... There's a discussion about it. I really hope that we don't see Ellie... Like, I hope that's the end of Ellie's story. And then the next game is about Abby and Lev. And then a new character who's maybe like a Rattler or something. And so then the next game after that would be about that new character and then another new character so that instead of beating characters to death, uh-huh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> spoilers, you, you know, have a fresh story and it's like more playing out the world. I want more Santa Barbara, damn it. That's what I want. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like they threw the California bit in so late into the game that I was like... Why are we here? <laughs> like, by the time I got there, I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm so yeah. tired. I just, uh, so I did beat on Grounded the Rat King yesterday, and it only took me 20 minutes. Fuck I was very thing. surprised. Oh, I was God. shocked. I was expecting to have to throw, like, 20 pipe bombs into it, but I did not have to do that. It took me 20 minutes. And then I spent 45 minutes on this one part that's all humans. So anyway. Okay. I'm going to stop talking about video games now. This is going to be another one where you don't at me on Twitter <laughs> at Morgan underscore Slay. Unless it's about good video essays for The Last of Us Part 2. You can also send us your favorite stories of drunk children at are the letter you the word serious pod on Twitter or email us at are the letter you the word serious pod at gmail.com. There I did it. Go. You can come and ask me why they shouldn't make movies and films, uh, movies and TV shows of video games. And I will have a discussion with you about that for a very long time on Twitter at Esme underscore C underscore knows, as in knows lots of things. You can also come and find us on the Facebook, the letter R slash the letter U, Serious Podcast. Woo. And check out my other podcast at Middlemorph, and I will show you my tattoos. Yeah. (laughs) I won't show you my tattoos. I don't have any. Isn't that a cake song? He will show you his tattoo. I have no idea. I don't know what you're talking about. Cake is weird. My, uh, so I was at a party for 4th of July and someone had met the lead singer, like knew was friends with the lead singer of Cake. And I was like, so what's their deal? And he's like, they're just weird. <laughs> that's, that's it. They're just very strange people. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's the best reasoning. They're, they're just weird. <laughs> Number cool. one takeaway from this episode. <laughs> All right, bye. Um.